Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. September and the tough schedule that's ahead. And if the Eagles stymie the Patriots next Sunday and Matt Patricia, who's been going around high-fiving Darius Slay at Eagles practices this week, comes through and it's Patricia's revenge game, all I can say once again, and it's the second time I'll have used it in two hours of this morning's show, insert Andy Hart sound. Oh, boy. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We're having a good time talking Patriots. Taking our first, not yet too early, because it's only a week away. Look at just what's going to go down next Sunday. Is hope in the balance next Sunday against the Eagles? We kind of think so because boy, what a gauntlet the Patriots have the first month of the season. Give us a shout. We'd love to talk to you. Hour number three coming up at Fitzy and Hart here on Wei. The Red Sox, 93.7 WEIFM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Search and browse more privately. Download the free DuckDuckGo app today. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original. WEI. A pirate, 200 years too late. The cannons don't thunder this. Hour number two of Sunday's Fitzy and Hart. Labor Day Sunday, a beautiful day, a belatedly beautiful summer's day after what was recently noted the second wettest summer in recorded history for the Commonwealth of Mass, the city of Boston. And of course, it's an all Jimmy Buffett rejoin Sunday as well as we pay tribute to the original parrot head, old Coconut Pete himself who passed away two days ago at the age of 76 with a legacy of entertainment. Lives change, coronas consumed, I'm sure marriages. How many marriages do you think were Jimmy Buffett-themed, Andy? Like where people, everyone had to wear a Hawaiian. Uh, it was nonstop Buffett. I'm sure the menu was nothing but margaritas uh, and cheeseburgers in paradise. Do you ever go to, uh, it has, has to be hundreds if not thousands. Do you ever go to one of those Margaritaville places? Uh, yes, I've been to a couple of them. One in Vegas. Actually, mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico, where I just came back from, half of the resort was a Margaritaville resort with a Margaritaville bar on the beach area in the pool nice. area. I so, yeah, it's a good time. It's an expanding empire he has uh, franchised out in his uh, legacy. Um, but yeah, no, the the whole I find it funny or ironic or whatever you want to call it. I mean that you know it's Labor Day. It's sort of the last weekend of enjoying the summer was when Jimmy Buffett passed away. I think that's kind of appropriate. He didn't want to go back to school. He didn't want to nope. go back to work. So you nope. know what? I'm out. He made the kind of lifestyle that all of us wish we could lead possible. Yeah. Uh, and not only possible, uh, like vi- viable. Like if you just if you just want to like play good music, uh, 
and enjoy, you know, poolside, oceanside, sailing, fishing, hedonistic behavior. Go ahead. It's okay. And, and it. he passed the baton on to uh, Kenny Chesney and sort of the no shoes nation is, mm-hmm. is a very similar vibe and lifestyle and yep. loyalty of music and fans and that whole environment. So uh, nothing wrong with that. No, and you and I, I think you and I are not necessarily full um, no shoes nation or parrot head peeps, but we definitely dabble in that uh, mindset oh. and lifestyle. Oh, for sure. Oh, a thousand and ten percent. Oh, that's abs- That's the way to live. And while my Jimmy Buffett watching and listening days, like a lot of people's, pass by. Some people adhere to that lifestyle and are parrot heads for life. I'll always appreciate the man. But the, one of the true holdovers of the time that I spent listening to that music and going to those shows so frequently twenty years ago was adopting that entire idea of just like life is a little bit better by the water. Yeah. Yep. We're surrounded by the people you love, the grill on, beverage in hand, good music playing. Who who doesn't hold those values? If you don't. Well, you're no friend of ours, but we'd still take your call at 617-779. Speaking of which, Andy, as we continue our discussion on Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, and the controversies, of course, we digressed into what Andy saw over his head last night as he was enjoying a little No Shoes Nation-style fire pit and beverages with his friends on the South Coast. He saw some bright, shiny objects in the sky that perturbed him a tad. And, well, some of you have decided to call in, weigh in, and explain things to us. Next on the line is Ethan, who happens to be the husband of Allison in Cambridge, one of our more impassioned Patriots and Sox callers. He wants to further <laughs> clarify what we saw. Good morning, Ethan. Hello there. Yes, I am Allison's husband, and I'm also a physicist, and I work regularly with SpaceX. I do supply um, radiation testing to them to test their electronics so they don't fail in space. Um, and I just wanted a small correction. That, that was not in the atmosphere. By the time the, the satellites are launched on a rocket it, as, as a whole bunch at once, by the time they leave the launch vehicle, they are in orbit. And those, so those were actually in space when you saw them. Oh, cool. Oh, and so, ha- then, so there's 21 yeah. of them? Is that accurate? There's... Almost two dozen. Oh, uh, I think I think they launched twenty five at a time, and they're about to change their rocket um, so that it can launch forty at a time. Um, so yeah, and and they've got like six thousand of them in orbit already. Um, they, you know, they 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 luckily they're they're very low low Earth orbit, so their orbit decays fairly quickly. So they 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 they're small, they decay, and they burn up in the atmosphere within about two years. So they're just going to keep launching them. Um, and yes, as my wife, as Allison pointed out, it's a terrible for, for Earth-based astronomy, especially since a lot of the time you're taking very long time exposures to uh, illuminate dim things, and your chances of getting a full exposure without one of the starlings crossing your field of view is getting less and less. So they're oh, terrible. Wow. I, 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 I work with SpaceX, but I agree that that's a bad thing. Wow. Wow. Well, Ethan, thank, thank you, you very much for the follow-up call and the knowledge. Knowledge is power, and I think we are all a little more uh, enriched by uh, that call and information. Wow. 6,000, and they're low orbit, so they're out of the atmosphere. They're out of the stratosphere. They are in orbit, uh, or maybe they are in the stratosphere when they're orbiting. I, uh, Whatever. Tr- we're, we're, it, they're out there. That's not what we're here for. Um, however, 6,000, and they burn up every two years. That's crazy. What are, the, I, what are they, WEEI part-time producers? Oh, wow. They burn hot and they burn out. <laughs> um, no, I'm not I'm real I'm not I'm not knowledgeable of this. I'm also not overly comfortable with it. This I would put this with all these offshore wind farms that are blowing up everywhere. I I have my concerns how this all plays out. Yeah, I mean it's great that SpaceX wants to provide Starlink which is yep. the satellite-based uh broadband internet for people, low latency, apparently now over 60 countries that had difficulty uh, having or acquiring and using broadband internet 
will have it supplied to them. But at the same time, what is it just? It's just zapping internet waves down onto. I, mean, I I can't see how this how this is good. Nope, not going to end well. It's noble. It's well. great. I mean, there's a there's certainly a nobility to internet for all, but at the same time, six thousand satellites that are burning up and okay, sure, it's fine. I, I you know it's fine. It's to, yeah, whatever. Yeah, what is it that hey what what makes this food red? Nah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't it's it's totally natural. All right, back to the sports at hand. So, Andy, we were we were talking about Dion before we had our little Starlink digression there. We were talking about Dion Sanders, how he shocked the world yesterday. Uh, Colorado wins 45-42. The transfer portal, basically just the way college football teams are constructed now, has been completely altered and shaken by Dion Sanders and the way that he went about flushing out the talent that he didn't want to have or that he didn't want to work with him or that he didn't want to work with, importing basically an entirely new team. Correct me if I'm wrong, that was his son playing quarterback yesterday, right? Oh, that was his son. He also has a son that plays defense, and his son uh, put on a show. Do you Uh, believe in that? His son threw for 510 yards and four touchdowns. Yes. That's impressive. And what was the name of the the player? Drake Hunter? Is that his name? The one who... uh, Travis. Travis Hunter. Okay. Travis Hunter caught nine passes or ten passes for over 110 yards and a touchdown and played cornerback and had passes defended... And an interception. Correct. Played 119 snaps or something like that. Basically in 100-degree heat in Texas. In unreal. And, you know, typical Dion protege was like, I'm ready to go back out there. Not tired at all. Very cocky, confident, yep. athletic. Now, he is a true elite talent. When he went to Jackson State with Dion, I want to say he was like the number three overall prospect in the country. And mm-hmm. Dion's star power and NIL That was power one of the first whatever. ones. That's right. Thank yep. you. That's one of the first tell. Like he was able to start recruiting based on his name and, his, and the swag and the passion and yep. everything he was doing down there. That's right. And brought him over to Colorado. I do want to play this. Um, so, Brian, this will be uh, cut number one on Dion Sanders that we brought in. Uh, this is something else that he had to say about how he feels people will feel about him. Uh, and the success that he has experienced so quickly, the way he's gone about doing business, uh, I think this one's going to move the needle or be just as controversial, if not more so. Brian, play the cut, please. Thank you. Things that have never been done, and that makes people uncomfortable. When you see a, a confident black man sitting up here talking his talk, walking his walk, coaching 75% African Americans in the locker room, that's kind of threatening. Oh, they don't like that. But guess what? We're going to consistently do what we do. Well, uh, polarizing party of one, your soundbite is ready. Right. Do you do you believe? I mean, I can't seeing a comp. I just I can't buy that. I just I'm sorry. I don't that nobody is uncomfortable with that. Nobody is fearful of that, at least not in my estimation. Now, maybe he feels it feels it's different in college football. If he feels like there's some, you know, good old boy network, if you will, uh, that he's that he's shaken up or that he's rattled the cage of would do in the way he, things that he's done now. Okay. But I think if anything, people would be thrilled to see somebody come in and do it differently. If it didn't have to be a my way or the highway thing. And it's that polarizing nature that is going to put people firmly either on the side of like, I'm rooting for coach prime. Like Albert Breer tweeted out last night or this morning, rather uh, a, a locker room speech from Deion Sanders. And he's a big Ohio state fan. And he said, did I just become a Colorado fan? But you feel differently. And I think you're on the other side of that argument, Andy. Absolutely. And I want to be clear here. I'm rooting against Deion Sanders in Colorado, first and foremost. And it isn't really personal to Deion Sanders or Colorado. And what I mean by that is I don't want this to work. I think he's doing everything 
for the most part legally. I obviously don't know the details of everything, but he's utilizing a system that is currently in place in college football that I think is bad for college football. I think it's bad for universities. I think it's bad for, and I don't even think we should say this anymore, student-athletes. They're not student-athletes. They're just athletes. They are X's and O's that can be kicked to the curb and churned out and bring in another crew and pay that crew. I just, this this is a classic overreaction that you always see when when there is too much power or anything in one direction, it swings back the other way. Like you learn about it in um, social studies classes. You're growing up, right? Like the the worker had no power, right? The, the industrial revolution basically took mm-hmm. full advantage of the worker. And then at some point, unionization and Jimmy Hoffa and like that came through and unions took the power and ran in the other direction. And some would argue unions have all the power now, like Major League Baseball and these places where unions just run everything. They have too much power. To me, this is an overcorrection. You were taking advantage of student athletes. Now, this whole system, money, NIL, free agency, transfer portals is is just run amok and i hate it and i used to love dion the cockiness and the brashness i think he has taken it to an egomaniac land right now but again i don't fault him because i think he's just taking advantage of the situation and the system that's in place and trying to win and i guess for that he should be applauded i just don't want it to work because i think you'll spring up you know a hundred dion sanders wannabes and it will ruin college sports this is not great not great, Bob. Or well, Will. what would what would be better for college football? A hundred Nick Sabins or a hundred Deion Sanders? Um, probably neither. In a way, yeah. um, you know, different egomaniacs from a different, and, and that's what I would say to Dion. Well, aren't all of uh, Brian Kelly at LSU yeah. egomaniac? And Absolutely, kind of a fraud as well. Lane uh, Kiffin, Jim Harbaugh, Lane Kiffin. Oh my God, all of them. And by Dion, I would say they're white. They make me uncomfortable. This isn't a black white thing. This is a um, student athlete, young man type thing versus the churning business culture of major college sports and the NCAA and the way it all is playing out. I just and and there's a little bit of hardo Andy Hart in this as well. You know, okay. I'm an old school football guy at heart. Oh, old you school. are. You are. And you are a hardo if ever were. Yeah, and I, I don't that. want. Yes, thank you, Bill. Bill, you're a bit of an old school hardo in your own right. Um. I don't, you know, we. I come from a world where football's the ultimate team sport. You have to work mm-hmm. your way up, cohesion, family, like t- togetherness. I don't want a world where you can just throw together 57 new athletes and say we're going to be good and maybe for it to work. I, I, I want it to be a culture that is built, and I just, this goes against all of that. This is just fly together. And let's see if talent can win. And for at least one day, it worked, and Dion is riding high. And by the way, now he's riding high, and now that he's sitting on the high horse, he's being a dink to Ed Werder, and he's keeping receipts, and, oh, you doubted us. Yeah, I still doubt you. I still root against you. It's not my job to root for you as a reporter. It's my job to cover the team and question things. And if you don't like that, well, get over it. Yeah, uh, that was the big thing. A lot of people yesterday thought he was punching down on Ed Werder and other yep. reporters. Like, they're supposed to just... Look, you can say... It's one thing to say, hey, Deion Sanders w- uh, was an incredible prof- professional football player. He was an incredible athlete because he was athlete. a two-sport athlete. Yes, he was an abs- absolute... And he Second best athlete of his generation. Right behind your legendary... Damn Icon right. Don't Euro, ever forget it, Dion. Hashtag right. Bo was better. Deion Sanders, I mean, he was a great baseball player in Cincinnati, and then he goes uh, goes over, and then he, like, 
one one day he's playing football, the next day he's playing baseball. Like, it's one thing to be, and he's a star too. Like, you want to talk about swagger and drip and everything else, the riz, all the other terms that you and I have no business putting in our mouth. Deion Sanders had it all, and then some. And I got it. He's a competitor. There's a will to win, but it's it's one thing to be able to like go in and like basically gut a house and then like slowly rebuild it. And then it's another thing to just come in and just gut it and just all of a sudden slap a bunch of pieces together. Like, is that how a program is built? I mean, is this what's his program going to be like? It's just going to be grabbing every star you possibly can. And if someone's old, flushing them out and not giving them a four. I, I don't I'm I'm kind of spun and shook by the whole thing. Like the fact 71 players can go. I, that's bananas. I'd, I'd love I wonder if Christian Fourier could weigh in on this because I know he's had some very uh, heated feelings on this as well. Maybe we'll see if we can tap into the. Uh, tap into the Fourier feelings on this one as well but I thought it was pretty fascinating as well Andy and I can't decide if I want to root for it because it 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 invites the chaos theory into the second most popular sport in America that being college football especially with the local football landscape looking so dire after yesterday's abysmal BC performance or if I want to root against it as well because I do like business as business has been done and I also don't like people telling me that we might be fearful of them based on their swagger or their nature or the color of their skin. I, that's a little, I don't, I'm not, I, that, that I, I don't feel good about, but you know, what do you say audience? How do you feel about that? If you had a chance. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing. Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados. Like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo. They are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Take it in, or perhaps if we've informed you of it now, feel free to give us a shout. 617-779-7937 is Our the phone Our phone lines are open. Thank you very much, <laughs> Coach. Bill. I appreciate that. <laughs> when we come back, we will discuss some New England Patriots, a little bit of a Patriots pivot with the Six Rings guys. We will check in on the state of the Patriots exactly one week from now. They will kick off the 2023 season, a gauntlet of an opening month of football. They defend their home turf and their fancy new television and lighthouse against the NFC champions, who actually might be a better football team than they were just one season ago. It's Max World now. We're living in it. And, of course, you're getting your trending sports news from Brian Frizzoco. 
Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Boston's Sports Original. Oh, there's one of my old Buffett favorites I haven't heard in a long time. Did you ever at any point, Andy, wish you had a pencil-thin mustache? Nope. No chance. Don't think that's my thing. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. I've always wanted, of anything, you know, you always wonder like, ah, oh, what would I look like bald? What would I look like with a beard? Pencil-thin mustache is a bold choice. I always respect so, anyone bold enough to actually rock one these days. That is not a villain. Is that Vince McMahon? Is that a pencil-thin mustache that he's? Oh, taken the one on? that he's been wearing recently. Yes, yeah. and that yeah, looks that's, awful. That's a bad look. <laughs> that's a that's super bad, bad look. Yeah, not. That's not great, Bob. Linda, is she still alive? Linda's still alive, right? Linda needs to tell him. No, no, no. Mm. Get rid of that. Is she still in the mix? I'm not sure. <laughs> he dabbles in a lot of women, it seems. Yeah, there's a allegedly lot lot going on over there. Lot going on over there. Uh, Interesting discussion that we had on Deion Sanders, the way Coach Prime is going about business and what a polarizing figure he has become so quickly in the world of college football and once again on the American sports landscape. If you happen to have missed any portion of the program thus far, you can, of course, go back using the Odyssey app. Download it today. A-U-D-A-C-Y from, of course, your Android market, the App Store and beyond. It's where you can use W-E-E-I to tune in and listen Anytime, anywhere, and of course you can always subscribe to the show podcast as well as the Six Rings and Football Things podcast to get up-to-the-date analysis and information about your favorite Foxborough footballers. Speaking of which, Andy, let's check in with the New England Patriots. We are T-minus one week away from kickoff right now. Uh, they did go through cutdown day. They made it to 53. It was a, it was a, a kind of an action-packed week for a team that, is nine days removed from one of the uh, more lackluster preseason games I've ever seen in my life. Last Friday night's 23-7 to snooze in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they cut it down to 53. Last weekend, they trade Pierre. A week, for, a week ago, exactly. We were on the air at the time, no less. They trade Pierre Strong Jr. to Cleveland for Tyrone Wheatley Jr. Uh, in their long-form attempt to address the right tackle position something we have written about time and again, something that uh, was the focal point of Mike Reese's Reese's pieces or his news and notes this morning at ESPN.com as well. Uh, actually calling Bill Belichick playing Riley Reef in the preseason finale nine days ago where he was injured, uh, a bit of an undisclosed injury to us in the masses right now, a bit of a Belichickian blunder as well. And the offseason storyline uh, has gone from Mac Jones and, Billy O'Brien, no one's even talking about that anymore. Everyone's talking about the offensive line. Later, last Sunday night, they trade a six-round pick for Vidarian Lowe from Minnesota as well. Two big guys with athletic upside, or so we're told. Then they cut it down to 53. They cut Malik Cunningham. Oh, no, Malik, the store, the only guy that gave us excitement. They're going to lose him. No one claims him. They cut Bailey Zappi. Uh, side note to that, I spoke with someone who recently went, believe it or not, Andy, I, I, I joke not. I spoke with someone who recently had played golf with Billy O'Brien and had actually gotten vibes during that golf outing that Bill O'Brien was not necessarily the biggest fan of Bailey Zappi. Now, I'm not going to say that this is anything official. This could just be complete hearsay and speculation. But at the same time, 
Uh, it does. What's what transpired this week doesn't necessarily give you warm fuzzies about how Bill O'Brien feels about Bailey Zappi. And now they claim Matt Corral, uh, a third rounder drafted last year by Carolina, who some thought would be Matt Rule's quarterback of the future with the Panthers. Rule gets fired halfway through the season. Steve Wilkes takes over. Matt Corral is injured for the year. In comes Frank Reich, first pick overall. They trade up. They get Bryce Young. Adios, Matt Corral. And now he is the second quarterback on the roster. And, oh, by the way, they claim Jalen Rager after he was released by Minnesota. He's never lived up to his first-round potential. And there's some other wide receiver from somewhere state that I, I can't even remember the name of who's taking Thyric Pitts' place. It's all over the place. Uh, th- does this feel a little too chaotic for you does this roster flux feel a little too slapdash for you right now considering that a week from now they're taking on one of the best teams in the nfl and a possible super bowl contender well i don't think it's good um it feels a little bit like scrambling to get better fill needs you know upgrade different things throw quantity as we've talked about at the offensive line with the trade and the claiming and and all of that yeah it's not I don't know how you can feel good about it. Like a a good team, you know how a good team works? They have really good summer competition. They cut guys. Those guys get claimed by other teams, and you're like, wow, we're so good that our five guys that we just cut got claimed, and they're going to play for other teams this year. This is the opposite. This is them claiming players, trading for players, getting ahead of the claim process with the Pierre Strong trade. Um, their players not getting claimed, easily getting everybody back to the practice squad that they want. Like This just doesn't feel like or exemplify a good, deep, quality football team that is ready for the regular season. That's not there. That yeah, feeling's it, missing. Sorry. It still feels like there's a shuffle going on. Like, yep. The wide receiver room, we know. It's Juju, it's Kendrick Bourne, it's Devontae Parker. But then the rest feels like, and uh, we got the six-round kids. Hopefully they work out. Hopefully Pop Douglas can stay healthy, even though there's a reason he fell to the sixth round, but he could be a steal, just like Kayshawn Booty, who could also be one of the steals of the draft. Or there's a reason he fell to the sixth round as well, and maybe he can't stay healthy, or maybe he can, and he's going to be a stud. Who knows? And they continue to grab practice squad wide receivers, swapping out pits and this guy for that guy and then ed lee was here and now he's gone and uh i again i apologize for not remembering the name of the other uh the guy they brought in friday while we were on the air for gresham fourier they only have two tight ends uh they have eight thousand offensive linemen on the roster they have 11 right now three more on the practice squad so 14 it just it feels so dangerous for a team that many believe has improved their lot and has better talent than last year whose ownership desperately wants to return to the postseason and so very much has made it an edict, if not extremely clear, that he expects, wants, and needs his team to go back to the playoffs and actually win a playoff game. I know some teams go decades without even appearing there, let alone winning, and it's been all of four years since the Patriots won a playoff game. But that's not good enough for Robert Kraft and the Kraft family right now. They want things done differently. And so I'm with you. It just feels weird to have certain pivotal parts like the offensive line and especially right tackle continue to be a, a spot in flux with auditions ongoing before you take on a team that devours mediocre offensive lines for a living. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so, and you mentioned it, it the, the droughts without playoff wins, and I'll have to look it up, they're moving up that list relatively quickly because we know, or and then appearances like, 
The modern NFL, the NFL, you said it the other day, it's usually like six new teams, six repeat mm-hmm. teams, seven new teams, seven repeat teams, depending Correct. on the, the playoff format. Um, they're kind of falling down those lists, or, or and that's why we get into the big picture questions. And that's why, you know, you're like, huh, wow, we're, we're four years. This is year four post-Brady. You know, what's the plan? What's falling into place? What You know, for example, I let off my uh, Sunday notes on WEEI.com this morning. So they drafted 12 players last year, last April. All 12 players are with the team. 11 of them are on the active roster. Like, that's that's a young investment. And I know a lot of draft picks make it, but for the whole class to just make it. And, you know, that that's a quarter of the roster. Like, mm-hmm. that is a rookie. The active roster. And, you know, I feel like that maybe that should have been a couple of years ago that you're like, we're turning over an aging roster. We need 10, 12 players uh, young to build around. Well, now you're in year four post Brady. Should you be doing this all over again? It's this weird elongated bridge to the post Brady success. And I'm not even sure people are confident that the post Brady success is right on the horizon. Like there might be another year or two. Oh, we have cap space and we can do this and we're doing this moving forward. Um, there's a lot of pressure on this rookie class because of that. I think Christian Gonzalez certainly is, is the leader in that, but a kicker, a punter, um, Marte Mapu, uh, Kevin White, I mean, Keon White. There, there's a lot of um, youth, inexperience, and uncertainty, even veteran uncertainty, on this Patriots roster right now. And I think that is alarming to some. Now, again, mm-hmm. it's the week before the season starts, so you can be hopeful about it. Uncertainty can bring good things, too. Uncertainty can also be um, troublesome. And I think many are believing now more than ever, literally more than ever. I think if you did one of those um, approval rating type presidential polls very frequently, I think the approval rating and the expectations for this Patriots team has taken a dip in the first week, second week, third week of August as they get closer to the season. And that's not a good thing. Andy, to your point, too, only 11 NFL teams have had uh, um Longer drought than the Patriots in terms of playoff wins. Yeah. Wow. You're moving, you're moving up that list. How about Not that? Good. Of course, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars won a game last. Oh, my God. How Brandon Staley held on to his job after that. I mean, I have the list in front of me, and it's a lot of crappy teams that you laugh Rattle at. Them off. Go L- ahead. Lions, what... Dolphins, Raiders, Commanders, Jets, Bears, Broncos, Panthers, Cardinals, and then the only teams that you love, Steelers. You know, I think that's the only team you look at it like, oh, okay, maybe makes you feel a little better. And then Atlanta Falcons. I would say maybe Miami Broncos and yeah, Miami Broncos Steelers. Those are like some of your legacy teams. Otherwise, everything there is more flotsam and jetsam, or you know, cellar dwellers or perennial also rans than they are hardcore competitors. I mean, the Bears last went to the playoffs. I want to say was that five years ago. Cody Parkey dinged the uprights. Andy, I think, uh, I think I they went in twenty twenty, but they got blown out by the Saints. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay. They got blown up by the Saints. Then. Oh, so it hasn't been. It hasn't been that long. Okay. Uh, still. Wow. So the Patriots are in the upper echelon of teams with playoff victory droughts. Did you ever think after the twenty years where it wasn't just playoff wins, uh, it was you know AFC Championship or Super Bowl? It was on a bi you know biannual basis that the Patriots would enter into that. I can only name a handful of years. Uh, two thousand two, two thousand eight. 2010 I think those are the only years uh, from when Tom Brady took over in 2001 up no and then 2019 four years basically the team didn't win a playoff game otherwise playoffs 
every not only did they make it, but they won them every single year. Of course, that would be the year they missed and lost out the division. Following Super Bowl 36, 2008, Tom Brady gets hurt. They still go 11-5. and 5. 2010, the shocking divisional home loss to Rex Ryan and the Jetropolitans. And then 2019, farewell Tom Brady. Ugh, what a miserable affair that was against the Titans in the wild card game. Are they closer yeah. to the playoffs today than they were when last season ended? That's a great question. Did I lose that is a team? great, great <laughs> question. Are they closer to the playoffs now? You know what? I don't believe so. Oh, I, negative. Because you know, no, because you know, oh, don't you dare paint me in that corner. Allow me to paint myself. Uh, I see. I think that team had enough. They had enough talent to make the playoffs. Do you think this team this year is going to find itself once, twice, if not thrice on the doorstep of the playoffs? only to find a way to falter down the stretch and miss the opportunity given to them. See, I think this team could potentially be more talented, Andy, but they're not going to be gifted things like bad Jets quarterbacking or uh, an unruly Josh Allen who's willing to give the ball away time and again and keep the team in the game. A Cincinnati team that falls asleep in the second half because they think they already have the game won and they're uh, you know, emotionally on the plane home on Christmas Eve in front of a lackluster freezing crowd at Gillette. In Las Vegas in a game that they're leading by two with two minutes to go. And then the backwards lat. I mean, they found so many ways to veer away from the success that was gifted to them last year that I don't know if this team, even if they are, let's say, 15 or 20 percent better, is going to have those kinds of opportunities drop in their lap like last year. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. We're just talking about facts and circumstances and situations. It's just a conversation. Oh, just... you guys are a bunch of haters now. All right. If you guys think we're such haters, let's hear from you then. 617-779-7937. Me a hater, for God's sakes. I'm not sure. Have you, like, played football? Uh, well, a little bit. Just not not, not too competitively. I have, uh, actually. At the same level, Bill Belichick played it. So screw y'all. Wow. Wow, Andy, never one to worry about making friends. All right, to the phones we go. Uh, let's go to, uh, we got a couple of Davids on the line. Let's go to David in the car on 2023 Expectations for the Patriots. Hi, David, good morning. Hey, hey good morning, guys. Thank you for taking the call. So here's what I see about this whole thing that's going on with the Patriots. After last year, the year was so bad that we, I think, were so anxious to say that they have a better team, that they don't have a better team, are they in a better place, and we have no choice but to wait and see. You know, we have our opinions. We think it's going to be this. We think it's going to be that. But this just goes to show you, okay, that after all these years, anytime the question is asked, what percentage was Brady, what percentage was Belichick? Belichick has had four years to do something. He hasn't. So we have to give the very high percentage to Tom Brady because some of the years, Tom Brady didn't have great receivers. You know, he had a, a receiver, one receiver that was really good. A couple, you know, a couple of years maybe he had Amendola and Welker. Those guys were like go-to guys, key guys, of course. We cannot forget Gronkowski and stuff like that. But, you know, now we got so used to, we got so spoiled over those 20 years that we, I, I find myself doing the same thing, being too quick to dismiss this team and the possibilities that they could be a good team. And do and make a decent run at the playoffs. Yeah, well, I appreciate the call, David. Thank you. Uh, you know, I don't get it. Go ahead. So I'm a little confused with David's logic, and I do appreciate the call. Um, but he he acknowledges the greatness of Tom Brady in that call mm -hmm. and the percentages, and then at the same 
what says, percent he was in the in the for if you will what mathematical percentage he was in the formula for Patriots success over the double dynastic run that we are still kind of hung up about right and then he acknowledges even some of the great receivers that helped up out in that era mm-hmm. and then says he could see this team being good better than maybe we expect going on a playoff run yet I'm not sure we see much faith in the quarterback or the receivers. So what exactly is going to ignite said run when you probably would admit you have nothing close to Tom Brady at quarterback and probably don't have an elite go-to receiver? It's a little bit of a... Seems like a faith-based opinion there for him more than logic-based. He he kind of articulated some logic and some numbers and some percentages and then said, but I still think this team could be good. Well, I'm going to need a little bit more than that. Yeah, uh, I've a number of people have also tried to give me the this team is giving off two thousand and one vibes. Uh, That's what they said last year and the year before. There's always mm-hmm. two thousand one vibes when you want to believe that a crappy roster and a crappy team is going to be good. That's what Ooh. people do. Wow. I, I mean, we've done it for years. Anytime you want to, well, yeah, two thousand one. This team's giving off those vibes. You didn't think that team was going to be good either. Okay, and I also. First, I'll say that team had more talent, elite players, and then it there had was talent an underrated that we amount know. of talent on that team. Yes, yes. Hall of underrated. Famers, Hall of effing Famers on that roster. Some of which we knew, some of which we didn't know. Does this team have a lot of Hall of Famers on it? Right now, I would guess there are one Hall of Famers, <laughs> maybe two. Okay, who are the two? Uh, we will get to that as well as oh, all of your calls and our continued analysis and pre. Ah, see, that's every now and again I'll host it up like nobody's business. We'll get to that and so much more. Plus your calls, David, Bob, Rick. Don't you guys go anywhere, and we'll try to make room for you, the Foxborough faithful at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Fitzy and Hart on Labor Day Sunday rolls on here on WEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Oh boy, I could use a couple of boat drinks right now. Boat drinks. Boys in the band ordered boat drinks. Uh, Brian, Andy, favorite boat drink. <laughs> Are you serious? Miller Lite. Well, no, I'm that. Okay, I know that. I, mean, I drink like, it on the boat gonna... all the time, so it's a boat drink. <laughs> See what I have to work with here for Zoko? <laughs> Such a boring answer. Come on. I know. Come on. Well, I'm a boring person. I'm a simpleton. Uh, 
I didn't say it, but I th- a lot of us thought it. It is what it is. I, it's fine. We appreciate that about you, but that we've come to understand that the product is as advertised. I get that, but if you were to order something that sat, that fits in the boat drink category, what would that boat drink be? So, what exactly is that category? Like a, a like a pool drink at the resort type thing? Uh, you or? call them pool drinks, boat drinks, whatever. Yes, same I mean, thing. You know. It's okay. easy listening. It's yacht rock. It's dad music. Whatever you want to call it. It's a drink you would drink if you're near water. Like I can't believe. Oh, Jesus, mercy, and Joseph on rye with fries. Come on. Uh, All right, Frizoko, that's it. Andy's out. What about wait, you? can I can I say strawberry daiquiri? Does that count? Yes. That okay, would, I like, that, the, I like the strawberry easy. daiquiri. Of course you do, you cat. But I can't make casual. it on my boat. I don't have a blender on my boat. Well, some people do, trick. or maybe they just go hang out by the water and order it. I never thought this would be such a complicated dialogue. Well, it's, it involves me, so you should have known. <laughs> I should have known. The rules of engagement were clearly displayed on the wall when I entered. <laughs> How about yourself, Brian? Uh, nothing too fancy, but anything, you know, fruit-like, you know, something mango-y, lemonade-y, something like that. And then sure. throw whatever you want in there. I'm not hey, picky. That. Hey, you know what I like? I like a Miami Vice. You know what that is, Andy? No. Now, margarita probably is the ultimate answer, and I like a spicy margarita as well. I know that is Rich Ew. Keefe's answer as well. It's Christian Fourier's answer. It's the answer of Ew. most distinguished men in the wide world of sports broadcast. Spicy? Yeah. What You've never what had a spicy margarita? Spicy? I, I uh, don't you, want a spicy margarita. Sometimes you could have like a little habanero. You could have like a jalapeno and pineapple margarita. Phenomenal. You could either Ew. have like salt and sugar on the rim. Oh, it's tremendous. That sounds like it's not going to end well for Andy. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I had a feeling that was the case. No, Miami Vice is half daiquiri and half uh, pina colada. Oh, that's yes. a good drink. I like, that, there was, I forgot what they called it, but at the resort I was at in Puerto Rico had a three-part version. Um, and I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed those, too. The, like, and you can do the thing where you kind of like pull your straw up as you go and get a f- taste of each as you, as you uh, enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, I'm a fan of those. There we go. Thank so God. you're telling me I need to get a blender for the boat and yes. ice and uh-huh. start, you know, take my boating to the next level. That's what I'm talking about right there, son. That is I what think I'm going to need a bigger boat. Oh, boy. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> what a show. All right. Back to the phones we go. You guys are loaded up. You guys want to talk about the New England Patriots, where you feel they are a week away from the season kicking off. Your concerns, your confidence, and so much more. We've heard a little bit of everything to date, and we would love to entertain your thoughts as well. Let's go to some place. Let's go to the boat drink capital of America, Florida. Our old pal David wants to check in. Good morning, David. Good morning, good morning. You know, I never got a chance to see Jimmy Buffett, and that's just very unfortunate for me. Yeah, I had a chance to see him several times. Jazz. I saw him at Jazz Fest in New Orleans. I saw him here in Massachusetts a couple times. Always fun. You know, sometimes I'll just say this. If there are those, like, landmark artists, those uh, musical institutions, the, you know, mm-hmm. the thing like, oh, I, sh- I got to see Billy Joel in this lifetime. Well, I got to, like, go. Don't keep putting it oh, off yeah. because you'll be full of regret that you didn't see The Boss or Billy Joel or Metallica. I've seen or, The Boss. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, always a good time to be had, and I'm sure Parrothead Nation will continue to represent, or there'll probably be a cover band that'll be almost as good, and you can pick up those Parrothead vibes, David. Anyway, what's on your mind this Long morning? Long live Jimmy Buffett. Yes, sir. Uh, first, you know, uh, about the, the NFL, I got a, a, a city with all the, 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 the head and neck injuries and the stuff going on, which are obviously very problematic. I have a certain idea that I think would be very practical and and beneficial too. Just like in baseball, there's a strike zone. Same thing in the NFL. You can only, if you're a defensive player, you can only hit between the knees and the shoulders. 
doesn't matter what type of what part of your body you initiate contact with, I but if, if it's below the knees or above the shoulders, then it's a penalty. Don't Andy, and, correct me if I'm hold hold tight for one second, David. Correct me if I'm wrong. That exists, correct? Well, uh, on quarterbacks in the pocket, on defenseless receivers, it's not a universal. fully widespread universal rule. Um, I also would be very much opposed to it. I just the game's too fast. There's too much going on to now say a player can't dive at the ankles of a running back or a wide receiver in the open field or a Gronk in the open field. I just it, in an ideal world, Gronk maybe that's hurt. true. Yeah, I yeah. Know. The TJ. That's Ward, how I would tackle terrible. Gronk too. I think if you tell people they, I just it's not fair. You've taken enough away from defensive players. Now you're going to say they can't dive at a, a runner's legs. Yeah, uh, it's just that simple. You just can't do it. You just okay. don't do it. So I let's mean, just make it flag football, or let's just make it drag racing, offensive shootouts. No. Like, no. I mean, it's. I, I think there's a there's a happy medium between those two. Um, thoughts uh, i mean it's just I, I think it's just that simple but with the patriots you know I, I don't know how people can think that if they had a horrible team all the coaching staff was was responsible for last year's fiasco and they have a much better coaching staff this year with uh, with o'brien then i don't know how you can think that they're not going to do better to, 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 i mean the schedule but they're gonna uh, i mean they're going to beat the Eagles to start the season. I, I see <laughs> them going like, <laughs> well, yeah. if you say it like that, yeah. then yes, they're going to be a much better team, and they're going to make the playoffs if that, they're that, hey, That's our first official prediction. So I, it's the first. Uh, no one has weighed in yet on Fitzy and Hart or many of the other day parts and said weighed in with a prediction. So now we have our first official prediction. David and in Florida thinks the Patriots will beat the Eagles. Them. David, before I get up against commercials, tell me why. Because uh, just the, the, I think that the offense has a lot to prove. I think that they're gonna, it's going to be a shootout, and I see like a Super Bowl revenge, like a 38-30 game. I think the offense is going to put up much more points, many more points, much more points, or many more points. That's either or, either or works. I think many more points. All right, so 38-30. Thank, thank you for the call, David. We are... I hope he's right. I am so rooting for Dave because that will be a very enjoyable... Oh. Even if they lose, that will be a very enjoyable post-game show. Yeah, very. If they, okay, do you remember? I want to take you back to obsessive freaks like myself. Where we 2012. Remember the 2012 season, a Sunday night football affair, and I believe it was either late November or December. A uh, thirty-eight to thirty-one defeat at the hands of the San Francisco Forty ers of the team that ultimately would go on to represent the NFC in a Super Bowl, losing to the Ravens in a game that they should have won. I don't know what the hell they were thinking with the four play calls from the four-yard line uh, as time was expiring. You remember that game, Andy? That game was thirty-one to three, and then all of a sudden, I'm not sure if San Francisco went to sleep or what the hell happened. Uh, at, I think maybe a defensive end for them, a defensive end who ultimately ended up having some off-field issues. Um, you know who I'm speaking of for San Francisco? Alden Smith. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Good Alden job, Smith. Brian. That's right. Alden Smith, I think he was dominating early, got hurt, went out, and then the Patriots just went on a run. Uh, uh, it was basically all Woodhead and Hernandez. They came all the way back, tied it up at 31 apiece, and then ended up losing 38-31 to 31 on a long pass play to Michael Crabtree, or catch and run by Michael Crabtree. Um if we end up seeing one of those games where it's just sort of like, oh, no, here's how the season's going to go. Oh, wait a second. They're riding the emotional momentum from Tom Brady cheering and yelling, let's go in the stands. The crowd gets behind him. Mac Jones leads a furious comeback. 
I would actually, I'd rather they win. I would 100, 110,000% be in for an exciting four quarters, hard fought, whether it's tooth and nail, back and forth, or they go down early and they rage a furious comeback only to then lose in the end. I'd be fine with that because I would start to get a feel for what this team is all about, which is fight. And that's what we want to see. Last year's team had a dog, the wrong kind of dog in them. They were dogs. They didn't fight or bark like a dog. They dogged it at the wrong times. I want to see the fight in this particular iteration of the Foxborough football team. Yeah, and the fact that the fight would come against the defending NFC champions, maybe arguably the best all-around roster in football, that would embolden the hope I'm talking about. The hope that you have now could be springboarded forward with a a tight loss, a a hard-fought loss, a competitive loss to the Eagles. There is no doubt about that. The other end of it is true, too, though, right? The the hope could be kicked in the cojones if the Eagles come out and look like the Eagles dominate, right? Like, play (laughs) there, right? I mean, no, it could, it could be. Uh, uh, hope is in the. I hate to say it, but hope is really in the balance next time, abs- isn't it? A hundred percent, hope is in the balance. And now you can one off it. And and what I said, if you fail to measure up to the Eagles, that's not necessarily um, shameful for the New England Patriots and no, where they are right now. It's not. But but it will start to eat away at the hope. And then we've talked about the month of September could certainly take significant bites out of the hope that's in New England. But if they if they hang tight and or beat the Eagles, oh, that's going to embolden the hope. That's going to embolden the mm-hmm. feels like 2001. That's going to embolden Billy O'Brien and Mac Jones, especially the shootout part. If this offense comes out and they block the Eagles and that allows Mac to put up 30 plus. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.